Hey everyone, welcome back to Conversations with Essa. I'm Rosie and I'm the Vice President for Essa this year. Uh, I'm Emma and I'm one of the events officers uh, for 2020 with Essa. Yeah, and today we're going to look at how to stand out while studying and we'll be talking about a whole range of extracurricular opportunities you can take part in. Yeah, so we'll be talking about different clubs you can join, part-time jobs, case competitions, pre-penultimate programs and mentoring programs. So shall we get started? Yeah, definitely. Awesome. So the first thing we've got on here is that you can join clubs. Obviously, SR would be a great club to join if you're into economics, but there are other academic-based clubs as well, like the accounting club, which I think is Massa, the finance club, uh, FMAA, there's a marketing one, and there's there's also a general um, business commerce society. Yeah, so there really is um, an, an academic club for pretty much every commerce major um, and every interest um, it, within commerce that you could have. And the clubs are really good because they offer both social and academic events. Uh, so like on the academic side, uh, networking events are a really great way uh, to get industry insights and make connections with companies and groups that interest you. Um, and then also on the academic side, I know a lot of clubs like SR um, offer revision and study events. Uh, Revise with S is always popular um, every year because they choose a lot of um, the economic subjects that are popular um, and known to be quite difficult, like econometrics, um, and you get to revise uh, with previous HD students, um, and it's really helpful for, uh, yeah, revising and studying before exams. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree, especially as a first year. Um, going to those revision events are definitely helpful and the networking events as well, you really learn more about what it's really like to work in that kind of environment and meet people who some of them genuinely will help you um, if you get in touch and network with them in your own time. But also on the social side, um, these clubs are super great to meet lots of new friends and new people studying the same degree. I know I've made so many friends uh, from SR and I've gotten so much great advice because I've known people who are a lot older than me and who've already been through what I've kind of been through. So their advice has always helped me with my study and like kind of my progression in my own career goals and stuff. Um, there are also other yeah. ways to get involved, like if you would like to volunteer with MSA, um, I know Winterfest did some volunteering. Um, there's always some opportunity to get involved with the whole university as a whole and um, social sports or varsity sports are really good as well. Yeah, they're good. That's the great thing I think about Monash is it's full of opportunities. Um, if you're interested, there's always something for someone. Uh, so yeah, you can definitely get involved uh, with MSA, whether it be uh, volunteering with host scheme, um, volunteering with MSA or um, running for a position on the MSA as well. Um, I know there are a couple of groups on campus that run every year. Um, yeah, as well as like Rosie was mentioning, varsity sports. Um, there's so many different sports you can play. Um, and I think sport is also a really good um, way to sort of stand out uh, when you're applying for things like grad jobs and internships uh, because it's uh, something that's non-academic but also shows that, like, you know, you're a team player, uh, you like to get involved, uh, you're a hard worker and I think 
uh, yeah, it's a really good way to sort of stand out a little bit. Um, yeah. And fortunately at Monash, there's also a lot of um, really beginner-friendly uh, sports. I know there's sports like frisbee, dodgeball, uh, touch footy, which I've been involved in, um, and a lot of other ones that are, yeah, really beginner-friendly um, and just, yeah, really wanting to get people involved. Yeah, I agree. Like, definitely um- – also with basketball and netball, they have like so many different divisions. So you don't have to worry about being um, kind of dominated by another team because they kind of class you into your skill level. So I think the sports are definitely a great way to kind of, like Emma said, um, stand out because I think employers are really looking for someone who's kind of developed in like every single way, not just academic. So if you've got some other things to balance you out. I think it'll make you stand out heaps more. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So now we'll go um, through another way to help yourself stand out, which is part-time jobs. Um, I think a lot of people have heard this one, but definitely it's it's so true if you've got a part-time job um, where you learn the soft skills that such as communication, leadership, problem solving, as well as if you're lucky enough to get into like a commerce-related field. Um, I know economics is probably kind of hard to get into as an undergrad just because there's a lot more experience associated with going into an economics job but like um, I had I spent some time in an accounting firm and it taught me so much stuff just about how like the business world kind of works um, how to communicate in a professional manner um, kind of just all the little things that you don't really think about and it's really taught me um, how how to actually work in a real life environment. Emma, have you got like a similar experience? Yeah, yeah. So I, um, I've i worked in customer service a lot. And so recently um, I started working um, at quite a big retail company. And so it's my first sort of part-time job that's been in an office. Um, and so like at the head office. And so it's a very different experience because, uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, sort of things uh, in relation to professionalism that uh, are very new to me, uh, things that I didn't get um, through like working in hospitality. So that's been uh, really valuable for me, sort of just learning, yeah, how offices work, um, liaising with managers and team members from a whole lot of different departments. Um, and so that's been really valuable. Um, but also I know that uh, speaking to a lot of friends, uh, another really good way uh, to stand out with your part-time job is to really pursue uh, leadership opportunities within that. Uh, So I've got friends who, you know, are team leaders and shift managers at places like McDonald's um, or they've sort of become, yeah, like two ICs and managers at retail stores. And that's also a really good way uh, to try and stand out from the crowd because in a lot of ways, not only are you managing people, so like you're working with your coworkers and managing them, which is a really important skill, um, but you're also... um, being like quite customer facing and so the communication on that side is really important. Uh, So I think regardless of the part-time job that you have, I think there's always a way to sort of show what you've gained from that to an employer. Um, And so, yeah, if you can pursue any leadership opportunities at your job that are available, that's something that will really stand out with employers. Yeah, I totally agree with that, especially um, how you've said just take any any job basically like every single job will give you certain skills and um even if it's like some really boring if you think it's like some boring like admin job or like you're just working in fast food like it's still got so many valuable skills like employers will look at that and and they'll literally think oh wow you've got these skills 
and this can like translate into our company in, in certain ways. And also, like you said, you can progress in uh, your job. Like you won't be stuck there forever. Like if you show initiative, if you show that you're willing to learn, you'll be given more responsibility and you'll learn so much more um, than if I think some people, they're kind of stuck in their job and like kind of don't really think they're getting much out of it. But I think our perspective is so much, it's so important in uh, getting the most out of what we've got. So if you can put yeah, in definitely. Like, extra effort, yeah, I think your employer might just give you like some extra responsibility or promote you. So there's definitely always opportunity um, anywhere. Yeah. And the other thing I think that I, at least I've found uh, working at a part-time job uh, whilst doing uni is it really helps with time management. I mm. think if you're able to do a full-time uni load um, on top of part-time work as well as, you know, other extracurricular social events, things like that, then you're like you're really well set up in terms of time management for the workforce and for the real world um, because it is really demanding and there's a lot going on. So if you can balance those, you'll, you'll really gain skills that you'll use all throughout your life, particularly your working life. Yeah, yeah, that's like a definite definite benefit you get from working part-time like I I know some people might think you know working a part-time job I won't have time because of uni I won't have like um good grades afterwards but it's like it's not true at all like I feel like after I worked and got like jobs and stuff I my grades actually increased and got better because I was able to learn how to organize my time and um, how to actually make the most out of the time I've got to study because yeah. I'm sure everyone's had that kind of scenario where they've got all day to study and it's like 10 o'clock at night and you've done like three sentences. But if you've got a job, <laughs> then like you kind of you have to kind of space out your time and like zone into your study at certain times. So I thought that really helped. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like time management is yeah. such a valuable skill. Uh, another, yeah, another thing that we might talk about um, that's really interesting and that a lot of listeners probably haven't heard of before um, or don't know much about um, is case competitions. Um, I know that ESSA uh, runs one every year and so I don't know if you maybe want to explain a little bit about it, um, but it's a really great opportunity um, to sort of get some industry exposure um, and learn a lot about issues you're interested in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, we only recently ran our um, yearly kind of annual competition. It's the public policy case competition. So uh, basically each year there's a uh, public policy issue that our publications team kind of brings into the spotlight and asks us a question about. And um, basically the competition is trying to answer that um, in a kind of PowerPoint form and then you present it. Uh, to a panel of judges who uh, we've got people before from um, Deloitte, Access Economics, um, the Department of Treasury and Finance and um, some like specialist economics firms like Frontier Economics. So there's always like a good panel of judges to give you great feedback and advice on how to improve on next time. And this year our topic was actually about uh, COVID-19, so it was very topical. And um, some of the presentations were really, really interesting. So if that's a way uh, you think you'd like to challenge yourself, it's definitely great to do so because not many um, students probably feel comfortable um, doing a case comp like that. So if you can um, 
it really increases your like research skills, your presentation skills, and you can just work upon bettering um, a lot of interpersonal skills, working with a team and stuff like that. So, yeah, definitely get yeah. involved next year if you want. Yeah, and I would say as well it's probably um, a really good sort of taster for things like group interviews, work presentations, things like that where you sort of have to do a little bit on the spot. Uh, you might get questions and things that you're not used to. Um, that's, yeah, you do have to answer impromptu. Um, and so doing something like this where you practice, you know, thinking on the spot, uh, working through presentations in a short amount of time, it really prepares you well for things like interviews, as particularly group interviews, work presentations and things like that um, and the other upside to uh, case competitions like the one that ESSA runs is I, I think they have some really great prizes as well so not only do you get to make uh, connections with really um, important industry leaders you also get some really cool prizes I don't know if you wanted to uh, talk about some yeah usually they're like monetary prizes but like it's like I think it was a thousand dollars for first place this year so if you and your team um, have like four people that's $250 each um, just for participating and giving it a shot like and if you win of course but it's definitely worth I think $250 if you also improve on your like interpersonal skills you, your presenting skills like working towards a deadline um, I think I think working under stress is something that everyone could kind of um, learn stuff from and improve on and kind of bring that into the working environment because I'm sure uh, lots of employers will sometimes throw things on their employees at the last minute and you're expected to kind of do that um, within a deadline. So I think it's great to prepare, like Emma said, for all these um, scenarios that could possibly happen in the workforce. Yeah, awesome. So I know that uh, next week a few other um, ESSA team members will be speaking a bit more about preparing for internships and grad applications because uh, it is, you know, such a big part of commerce degrees in particular economics and it's something that I know a lot of students are interested in. Um, but what we might talk about just quickly um, while we're talking about extracurricular opportunities um, is the importance of a good resume um, and sort of uh, getting onto it early uh, and making sure you're putting all of your achievements and opportunities on it um, but doing it succinctly. Yeah, I totally agree with the putting your experiences on early because um, you might not think about it but you might just get to a point where you've got like so many commitments to put on there that you just can't like really be bothered. And um, also I think if you've come across a job that you really want, it's always good to have a resume kind of um, in the backside like waiting for you um, because a lot of problems which I think people run into and which I've heard from employers um, being that is a problem is that the resume um, is really messy or like it doesn't have all the relevant information or there are typos so I think the worst thing you could do is have yeah. a typo in your resume um, <laughs> it doesn't look good at all so if you've got the time to definitely start on your resume um, when you've got a bit of free time um, maybe try to jazz it up a bit make it look nice but um, basically make sure you've got all the relevant info uh, I think usually don't have it more than two pages long because at that point, it's just too much um, on your resume that you could probably talk about in your cover letter or something. Um, and also just make sure you're constantly checking that there are no grammatical errors or spelling errors. 
And um, yeah, just little things like that, they help you stand out. And if you've got a small error, then it really just puts you to the bottom of the pile. Yeah, definitely. I know that's um, a really good point uh, about the, you know, trying to do it um, in under two pages and really condense it. Because I know um, a lot of employers and recruiters speak about the fact that they get thousands of applications at a time and they Mm -hmm. just don't have the time to really go through someone's resume in depth and read it properly. So what they're looking for is they're looking, you know, for key information that they can take out and note. And so if they've got to go through three or four pages to do that, they probably won't they just they don't really have the time whereas if you've got a really good one that's under two pages and it's got all your key achievements on it uh it'll really help you stand out um and then also yeah like you were saying it's really important um with the grammatical errors and things like that again when you're dealing with you know employers and recruiters who are taking in so many resumes at a time because quite literally they have to find a way um to sort them somehow you know there's only a certain amount of people they can hire and so if um you know they've got it's coming down to a few people and one resume's got typos it kind of suggests that maybe the attention to detail might not be there and that could be why um they don't consider it even though there'd be some really great content on that resume so yeah like you were saying yeah those it's really important um to sort of take pride in it um and put some effort into it um and yeah also make sure that yeah it gets to the point yeah, definitely. And I think as well, um, Career Connect maybe at Monash, it might be them or it might be yeah. um, business school. Someone will look over your resumes. If you, I think you book in a time, um, they give you some tips on how to make it look better. And they also give you tips on how to write like a nice cover letter if you're after that as well. So definitely, um, or even just a friend, have someone look over it maybe. And then they'll definitely point out the things that maybe you didn't um, notice at first. So it's always good to have someone else yeah. check over it. Yeah, definitely. That's really good um, pointing out Career Connect because I know they have um, their office in Campus Centre at Monash Clayton. Um, and so, yeah, you can go in there and get some really valuable advice. Um, but, yeah, also like friends and family, um, any extra set of eyes over it is a good thing, definitely. Another way to definitely stand out is to join in with some pre-penultimate or like mentoring programs. Um, a lot of these are run by industry so we'll now talk you through um just a couple of these and because they're like really a good way to get uh your foot in the door early and get valuable industry experience and meet a lot of actual professionals in this kind of environment and um I guess it's something you can aspire to and see if you really enjoy it or if it's not maybe you could kind of um veer towards another area of interest um before you start working full-time and it's like your whole job um so uh, the first yeah um program we might talk about is the Deloitte Access Economics program um I think this is a mentoring program and um so you get paired with a mentor and basically you can kind of work towards any goal you want and um, this is, I think over the course of a year, you get four drop-in sessions with your mentor. So that's a great way to network and, um, speak to a real working economist about, um, what it's like working for them and how maybe you want to improve your skills, either it be maybe research skills or soft skills. Um, so I think that's a really valuable experience if you're really into economics, but I think this is for women only. So that's something to note. 
Yeah, so I know as well, so pre-penultimate programs, uh, they're quite popular with like the big four and with a lot of other big companies as a way to get students engaged early um, and really give them um, a taste of what it's like sort of, um, yeah, being engaged as a uni student before you go into the workforce. And so, yeah, I think you mentioned Deloitte. I know that there's the KPMG Foundations Program as well. Um, and I was actually lucky enough last year uh, to participate in the EY Career Compass Program. Um, and so what that was, was it was a two-day, uh, basically it was a taster for what it's like to work at EY um, and so there was a really great um, sort of balance between introducing you to the business um, and learning more about you know the different service lines and what they offer um, but then there's also the opportunity to learn more about their internship and grad application processes and to be able to uh, prepare yourself um, in sort of what recruiters are looking for when they do applications um, and what kind of ex um, experiences you might be exposed to as part of that recruitment process. I really enjoyed the Career Compass program. I thought it was really valuable. Um, and so not only is it good for the experience, but I know a lot of these pre-penultimate programs also come with some really great benefits. Uh, so like in terms of um, early applications for vacationer or internship programs, as well as, you know, like fast tracked interview processes. And I think in, cause it really is a really competitive environment at the moment. Um, it, particularly in commerce, there's a lot of demand for grad jobs, particularly with groups like the big four, um, and other big companies. So any way you can get a head start, I think if that's something you're interested in, um, going into the sort of the finance, um, consulting kind of fields, any sort of head start you can get is definitely valuable. Um, and so, yeah, if that's something you're interested in, I would definitely keep an eye out. Um, I know the big four in particular are really good at engaging with uh, uni groups like ESSA um, in terms of advertising their programs. So definitely keep an eye out um, through, uh, you know, the student groups as well as through the Monash Business School and the companies themselves uh, when they advertise programs like this. Um, I think they're generally directed towards um, first, second and third years. So it's a great way um, if you're switched on um, sort of at this towards the start of your uni degree to get involved. Yeah, I definitely agree, especially um, what you said about having like that extra knowledge as to what they're looking for. Um, yeah, any of these programs you join, they'll definitely give you some info as to literally what they're looking for um, with a candidate. Like um, that's how I think I learned a lot of the stuff about uh, this is how your resume should look and like um, this is kind of where your grade should be around. So if you've got kind of little pointers like that, it really helps you kind of cater maybe your goals or um, where you, what you want to study in the rest of your degree towards having that um, career goal in mind. So it's definitely good to get that inside knowledge, like Emma said. Even though these programs might not last um, for a super long period of time, I think um, maybe the Department of Treasury and Finance, I think that's a year. Um, despite that, you will definitely, if you actually um, put effort into that relationship and um, try to get the most out of it, I'm sure that the relationship will last beyond that year. And um, it's probably someone you could have guiding you um, maybe even for the rest of your career or definitely for the rest of your uni degree. So it's not just like a short-term thing, but it's something you can definitely look to expand um, throughout your uni kind of degree 
to have someone um, kind of guiding you the whole time. And that's super valuable because I don't think a lot of people really do have mentors or if um, really know that that opportunity is there. So this is a definite way to stand out because they can not only help you um, in one facet of life, but they can also guide you in terms of um, how to apply for jobs and um, how to basically the kind of, like we said earlier, a foot in the door um, to kind of get you if you are looking towards doing a career just like theirs, a career like theirs. So um, I think it's definitely a unique opportunity. Um, but if you're lucky enough to have a mentor, then definitely go for it and give it the best you've got because it's really some great advice and guidance that you're going to get. Yeah, for sure. So what we might also talk about as well um, is mentoring programs. I think uh, you mentioned it um, in regards to the Deloitte Access Economics Program. Um, and so there are actually a few other really valuable um, and really interesting mentorship programs uh, that you can take on. Um, and I know that they're uh, quite common in government departments. So I think uh, the Department of Treasury and Finance in particular run a really good mentoring program. And so I think mentoring in particular is such a valuable experience, I think potentially more so than any other um, extracurricular or pre-penultimate activity you can do, um, just because of the opportunity you get to make a really important um, and long-lasting connection with industry um, professionals. I know they talk about a lot at like networking events and things like that, you know, make connections, make connections, make connections. Uh, but if you can do that in a way that you actually really get to know the person you're working with who's mentoring you, you can get some really good advice um, and assistance and guidance. Uh, that's a really invaluable opportunity. Um, it's something that not that many people uh, do get access to. So giving yourself the opportunity by applying for mentoring programs, I think it's one of the best things that you could po possibly do um, if getting involved in, you know, the finance or public um, policy sector is something you're interested in. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. And um, actually, I think a great benefit about the network is that they've got people from all over. So they've got people in the public sector and the private sector. So uh, they've really just got accumulated so much experience and um if you really they're so nice as well so I'm sure if you um approached them or had some questions they would definitely have great advice for you so it's definitely a way to kind of broaden your horizons and kind of get comfortable in what Emma has said is quite a male dominated field so um if you're interested definitely look them up and I think they might run events um throughout the year um, so if they're running any, definitely go along to those because all the women I've met in the network are, have been so nice and um, so knowledgeable as well. Yeah, I 100% um, agree with you there. The, I've also had the same experience with the Women in Economics Network members that I've met. They've all been really lovely, really friendly and really willing to give advice and guidance as well, which I think is really important. Uh, what we might do now is, uh, cause we're, we're almost finished, um, is just talk a little bit about, um, cause we've spoken about, uh, a lot of the different ways you can get involved. Um, but I guess just quickly before we wrap up, we might talk about what are the best ways to sort of find these opportunities, uh, whether it be, you know, through groups like ESSA, um, where to keep an eye out on social media, LinkedIn, um, places like that. And I guess where you've found you, um, is the most valuable resource for finding opportunities like this? 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, of course, clubs like ESSA um, will get posts um, from our sponsors that we'll put onto our Facebook. So if you follow our Facebook, you'll definitely get uh, notifications when we post an opportunity up. But I think the most uh, useful probably platform has been Monash Career Gateway. So basically, if you haven't heard of it, it's a job portal and heaps of different employers will post um, vacancies up there. Um, so it's super great if you're looking for a part-time job. There's always, um, or there's usually so many opportunities um, that you can apply to. And I think that's where I've gotten basically all my jobs so far. So it's a really great um, platform and I guess it's got a quite high success rate. So definitely look to it if you haven't um, looked yet and you're looking for a job. And also, I think Monash posts internal jobs. Um, they do kind of mentoring programs and stuff like that on um, the Career Gateway. So if you're looking to work at Monash as well, definitely look there as, to the Career Gateway. Yeah, the Career Gateway um, is awesome. I've also um, had a look at that and have had opportunities come through that as well. Because uh, the, the thing is, is the jobs that are applied through there they're really looking for uni students um and are looking for uh yeah people in the positions that we are studying uh but interested in industry as well and so it's a really good place to get jobs like you were mentioning um like jobs at accounting firms admin jobs uh clerkships things like that uh jobs like that uh the monash career great gateway is a great way to find jobs like that what i've also found as well is there's a couple of websites so i know one's called grad australia and and so there's websites uh, which post and compile a lot of different grad programs and opportunities and internships from different companies. Uh, and it sort of is a sort of a one-stop shop. So you really get to have a look and see um, opportunities from a lot of different companies. And I know a, a lot that you wouldn't necessarily expect. So everyone sort of expects the big four, but there's a lot of other companies that have really, uh, really good recruitment processes um, and grad programs and are really interested in getting students engaged as well uh, so it doesn't it's not always you know big four big four big four uh, there's a lot of other really great companies and industries uh, that advertise their grad programs as well I think the other uh, one opportunity that I came on to quite late but I think is good for any student who's interested in industry or networking um, is having a good LinkedIn profile um, it's really LinkedIn I think it's a great way particularly at networking events where you've only sort of just met someone from the industry and you don't really want to bombard them, you know, like grabbing their contact details or anything. It's a really great way to say, hey, can I add you on LinkedIn? Um, and so that in the future, you know, you keep up with uh, what's going on in their industry and you can engage with them, send them a message uh, if you are interested um, in that way without having it to be so full on. Yeah, that's completely true. And LinkedIn as well. Um, if you follow certain companies you're interested in, they'll often post any opportunities they've got, um, such as their like grad programs or um, some of their pre-penultimate programs that we were talking about. So if you follow them on LinkedIn, there's definitely, um, well, you definitely won't miss any opportunities they have. And of course, um, like Emma was saying, you can add the people you meet at your networking. And I know some of them who I've spoken to, they've actually said like, definitely get in touch um, if you've got any questions. So a lot of the people who you'll meet at these events are probably going to be willing to talk to you outside of the event as well if you build kind of a good rapport during 
um, your time meeting them. So definitely is an opportunity or an avenue to kind of get some knowledge about the uh, professional industry if you really want to. Yeah, awesome. So I guess, yeah, that probably uh, brings this podcast episode uh, to a close. We've had a great time today speaking about uh, opportunities, things we've had in our own personal experiences that we've found have helped us, as well as, you know, uh, opportunities that we've been told about from friends um, and uh, fellow students. And so we hope you've had the opportunity, you've gained something out of this, you've learnt something that maybe you weren't aware of before or didn't know that much about. I don't know if you feel the same, Rosie, that it's been a great opportunity um, to sort of discuss what we've learnt. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, And actually, I've learnt a couple of things myself, like the Grad 101 um, website. So hopefully everyone's kind of got something out of this. Um, Maybe it's given you a spark of inspiration to maybe apply for a couple of programs or um, just go out and to networking or the networking zooms at this time and just meet new people um, and partake in case comps if you want. So hopefully we've given you a bit of inspiration or and a bit of clarity as to how to really stand out um, in your own applications and thank you. Yeah, good luck guys. I hope, uh, hope um, any opportunities you pursue um, after listening go well. See you yeah. later.